Hello everyone and welcome to episode two of the Mother Connection podcast. So today we're going to be diving straight in and we're going to be talking about this concept called the fantasy mother. Now this may be a term that you've heard of before, it may be a term that you've never heard of before and if that is the case I'm kind of a little bit excited about this episode for you. If you feel like you're trying to balance it all, but no matter how hard you try, you still feel like you're failing in motherhood. If you struggle with guilt, if you find that you're constantly second guessing yourself, you're constantly comparing yourself with with others, particularly other, other mothers, then this episode is going to tell you exactly why this is happening and specifically the impact that your fantasy mother persona is having on how you feel about yourself as a mother. So when I first found out that I had this fantasy mother persona, honestly, it was such a breakthrough moment for me. And it explained a lot as to why I found I was struggling in motherhood and why no matter how hard I tried, I pushed myself, I always felt like I was failing. I always felt like I was just getting motherhood wrong and everybody else was getting it right. So essentially, we all have a fantasy version or a pinup version of what we deem a quote-unquote good mother should be. And that actually takes form from a really young age. Like when we're little girls, we start to piece together what we believe a good mother looks like. And by looks like, I mean the personality traits they have, how they physically look, and how they behave with their children. So a lot of this part is going to be pretty personal, pretty unique to each and every one of us, because we'll be building these images up first by looking close to home. So we've obviously all got different families, different mothers, different environments that we grew up in, and different belief systems. So without realizing it, you would have been doing this on a subconscious level, but you would have been noting down what you loved about your mother. So that could have been the way that they always made home-cooked meals or the way that they used to dress and put their makeup on. So maybe you sat there watching her put her makeup on or maybe how she always kind of gave you the special hug every time she got home from work, something like that. And I'm sure you all have a few things that you can automatically think about that have stuck with you, that have given you that nice, lovely, warm feeling that when you think about your childhood or your mother in particular. But alongside this, you would have subconsciously also been noting down what you didn't like about her in her mothering. So Maybe when you were younger, she used to criticize you when you made a mistake, or you felt that she constantly compared you and your siblings, or maybe she was, you know, quite impatient or quite an irritable character. So you always felt like you were walking on eggshells. And often these are the things that we swear, particularly before we have children, that we'll never do to our own children. They just don't align with how we plan to parent or how we parent now. That's kind of the beginning, right? This is the beginning stages of how we start piecing those images together. And then as we grow older, you would have started and still to some degree are doing it today, 
Start getting influenced by external factors that play into your narrative of what a good mother should be. So growing up, that would have potentially been how you saw other mothers through friendships that you had at school, from books that you read, from the films that you watched of mothers being homemakers and, you know, always looking immaculate, always doing the school pickup, always doing the school drop off, always part of the PTA, whatever that might look like. Advertising. So I always think bizarrely of Vogue Williams in those very adverts where she's wearing a blue, baby blue cashmere jumper and a white pencil skirt and pristine kitchen in the background. And she's got a toddler. And I always think, I mean, come on, that's not real life. And then of course, there is social media. And we know how much we are bombarded with images of mothers who are doing arts and crafts with their children or, you know, going to the woods and foraging for mushrooms, whatever it might be. And then, you know, we've got Christmas coming up. So we're bound to be bombarded with images of meet and greets with Santa or going to Lapland. Those are the picturesque images that we gain from all of those different kinds of mediums. And that creates or that feeds into this narrative of what we deem a good mother should look like and what we should be as mothers. And then this fantasy mother comes alive as the idealized image in your mind as the benchmark for what you feel you should be or actually what you consider you have to be in order to be a good mother. So I wanted to put some color around this just to kind of bring it to life a little bit. And I wanted to share some of the things that I came up with when I did this exercise of understanding who my fantasy mother persona was. So I'm only listing a few here. If I listed all of them, honestly, we'd probably be here for an hour. But I'll just give you an idea of the kinds of things that came to mind when I really put pen to paper. She always looks immaculate and never leaves the house without makeup on. She never shouts at her children. She's always calm loving and kind. She's always present and playing with her children. She always home cooks every meal. She always has fun things planned. She's never looking at her phone when she's around her children. She absolutely loves every single minute of motherhood. So these are just a few of mine that I identified when I started to unpack some of the beliefs that I had around being a mother and and what motherhood should look like. So the first thing I want to highlight in that list is the word always. My fantasy mother has to always be doing all of those things I mentioned 100% of the time. And guess what? When she falls short of always doing those things, real me, flesh and blood me, believed that I was failing, that I was getting it wrong. Now hearing that out loud I am never going to live up to my fantasy version because it's not realistic to be that image in real life, in real motherhood, where we have real pressures of managing work and finances and childcare and our relationships and our own mental health, managing our children's big emotions. But we blame ourselves and we feel as though we have failed, that we have got it wrong. If we don't live up to the standard, unrealistic standard that we've set for ourselves. And just a reminder that those images stem from our own childhood, 
from films, from books, from advertising, from society, the judgment that mothers get from society that just aren't realistic. So I hope that sheds some light on why you might be feeling like you're failing in motherhood. And to take it a step further, I really want to invite you to explore what your own fancy version of you as a mother looks like. And I'd like to encourage you to either write it down or just bring to mind everything about fantasy you, fancy version of you. And the more detail that you can get, the better. So who is this pinup version you have in your mind? Get really clear about who this woman is. So here are just a few questions to get you started into the process. The first one is, what are the shoulds? So for example, I should always be calm. I should always be present. I should always be doing. What does she look like? Get really specific. Like mine, does she always look immaculately dressed and she always wears makeup? Does she always get her nails done? Whatever that looks like, that will be different for each and every one of you. What does her day look like? She does the drop off, then she comes back and does her job, but only nine until three because then she does the children's pickup and then she always has something magical planned after school. So think about what that could, what that looks like for you as your fantasy version. And then how does she mother her children? Is she always patient? Is she always honoring positive parenting? Is she always playing with her children? Does she insist on always doing bath time and reading books with her children? To think about what she does to mother her children. And the next step to this is I want you to consider the differences between this fantasy version of yourself and authentic you. The authentic version of who you are, how you actually feel, how you live, and how you parent. So how large is the gap between the two of you? between fantasy version of you and authentic you? And how much energy are you investing in striving and pressuring yourself to be her? And the bigger the gap between the fantasy and the authentic versions of your motherhood, the more potential there is for guilt, for self-criticism, for low self-esteem and feelings of failure and shame. And the difference between my idea of who I felt I should be as a mother and the mother I actually am, I mean, was just worlds apart. But knowing that and having the awareness of why I feel like I'm failing, where has this come from? What's the benchmark? That's brought so much awareness to me. And it's been really life-changing for me to adjust that fantasy image that I had And transforming it over time, right? Because these are deeply embedded beliefs that we've got to shift and move through. And that doesn't take five minutes. But transforming it over time to become more realistic. And this is what this exercise will support you in doing. To lessen that gap so that you can start lessening the feelings of guilt and failure and the costs that you're experiencing, of feeling overwhelmed, of feeling burnt out. So when you can recognize the gap, then you can start to let go of those feelings. That fantasy mother is not you. It's never going to be you. She's not real. And even though 
you might feel that striving for perfection in motherhood is almost a way of justifying the pressure you put yourself under, she's not possible. So I hope that that's given you some awareness and some food for thoughts. And I'm going to leave it there for today. It feels like we could do part two and part three on this at a later stage, and I'm sure it'll come full circle and it's something that I'll talk about later down the line. But I'd love to hear what you thought of this episode. If you're interested in working with me one-to-one, I do have a few spots available. So I'll leave the link in the show notes for you to go and check out how I work, the investment, or you can DM me on Instagram with the word coaching and I will send you more information. If you feel like this episode's benefited you, then please do rate and review. And if there's another mother out there that you know that would benefit from hearing this conversation as well, please do share this with her. I'm super keen to get as many tools and strategies and methods out to as many mothers as we possibly can. So I'm going to leave it there. Have a lovely rest of your week and I will see you next week for another 10 Minute Monday. Bye.